0: Ooh
1: yeah! Killer Pod Matter Space presents War Games.
2: What is up, party people? Welcome back to another episode of Killer Pod Matter Space. I'm Jeff. With me, as always, my co-host Vinny and our pretty new steady co-host brother Pete. What's oh, up, guys? Yeah.
1: He's he's on the roster. Hey, everybody! How's it going? Hey, now.
0: You're a rock star. Get your game on. Go play. I hate that song. Yeah, yeah, me too.
2: I, probably, <laughs> really, I probably really liked it when it came out. I'm not gonna lie.
0: Oh, uh, everybody did.
1: All the glitter's is gold. That was that good. Was uh, good music video.
0: You know, the, I, I like it. the radio, and I guess it's different for every generation now, because you know, like, radio hits now are obviously different than radio hits back then, but the radio hits back then still slap today.
1: Oh, ah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, music's pretty much dead now, as far as... You know,
0: every once in a while, you know, like, I'm not even gonna lie, I could get down to some Olivia Rodrigo. I don't even know who
1: that is. I have no idea who that yeah. is.
0: Uh, driver's License? Nope. Not Sing a- it. Um, I can't, (laughs) I mean, I could, but it's like, you know, it's very like, it's a sad girl pop song, Okay. but there's a sweet pop punk version of it that I found that's really awesome. So
1: are they still putting out those albums? Pop goes punk.
0: I don't think so. But, but, but the, the awesome thing is now with the, with the, the rise of TikToks, there's people that just like do it like on their page and so like you know I scroll through TikTok and like it learns my algorithm and I just like I'm always seeing like people covering like pop songs with pop punk or doing metal versions or
1: I'm going to have to get the uh TikTok you mm. know
0: it's it's um not for me
1: I just like watching it's, it's, funny it's, videos
0: it's great for the toilet nothing better than for it, Yeah I mean that's
1: what I pretty much use like Instagram um, Reels for but Some it's, basically the, it's the same
0: thing but the Instagram Reels you're getting like week old tiktoks okay it's you they're just taking them from there and putting them there
1: so Um, have you seen that dude that that's doing i mean i guess it's maybe old news now he does uh different sections of the grocery store but in metal yeah so he did like a soda one cereal snacks
2: i'm thirsty (laughs) yeah yeah you said that to me the soda (laughs) one's great yeah yeah, um I don't know about this
1: TikTok to rapper. <laughs> I like how, uh, because you know, like that that new uh, newish Lorna Sh- Lorna Shore song. Everyone's going crazy over the breakdown in the vocals, and he did the Arizona Green Tea in the same voice. Grain. Into the Hellfire or a different one? No, into the Hellfire. So he did yeah. the Arizona Green Tea, but he was like Green Green <laughs> Tea.
2: Yeah. It's weird. a little. It's
0: the little things, you know. Yeah,
2: I guess. I appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> little things like. I mean, uh, we,
0: we 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 were doing shit like that back in, you know, 2010. We just didn't know that you could get
2: insta-famous for it. Oh hell yeah! yeah. What uh, what are we drinking tonight, man? Yeah, I want to start off with some beers. Yeah. All right, so we're
1: visiting a brewery that. Pete went to and as mentioned uh, a couple times in previous episodes we're hitting adroit theory so we have the rage um consume life drink art that's adroit's slogan it is a hazy triple ipa double high double dry hopped with citra and mosaic this is a 10 percent of my friend oh boy so, I wanted to do you dirty because I know you're I know you're tired and hurting. Yeah. So, I figured, why not throw a triple dry hopped 10%er at you? Joy well, the
2: theory, you...
1: theory, as we've mentioned, always coming through strong. The Rage uh, is a series they've been doing for a while. It's like, at least the can art is always like uh, loosely G.I. Joe themed. Yeah, you had me with that.
2: Yeah. I'm a sucker. So, sucker for the Joes. Good stuff. Let's see what it's all about. It's good? Yeah, it's tasty. Putting the old hair in the dog. Yeah, right. Just gonna make me sleep even better. Oh, that's smooth. A little sweet. Uh, what do you got over there, Pete? Uh, I have a little something I picked up
0: called Peter's Brand. Mm. It is a Dutch-style pilsner from Germany. It is uh, it five percent lager, uh, pilsner. I'm sorry. And it comes, uh, because it's a uh, metric, it's almost 17 ounces instead of a pounder. It's 16.09. Nice. So,
1: and the breweries
0: Peter's Brand? Peter's Brand Classics. Nice. I bought it because
2: my name is on it. I figured as much. Uh, what we're Ooh, about, this beer is powerful. We're talking about beer. I just saw the, uh, the Chamonix Creek and the Mahoning disclose the details about their collab. They're doing a '50s style American lager. It's gonna be low. It's like four and a half percent or something like that. It's called Showtime at Sundown. Ah, cool. Yeah. Are they gonna have like the Mahoning? I don't know what the can art's gonna be, but they will be selling it May 21st at the Mad Max show.
1: I guess it would be if it's '50s style, they're gonna have like some
2: May old like. May 21st at
1: the house. Ah, so for the. Yeah, that's the same date as the event. I was like, why are they selling it at a different date? Than okay. No,
2: that's the event. Yeah, they just disclosed everything it was going to be. So that's cool.
1: So I wonder if we can f- find it elsewhere.
2: Yeah, probably. It's probably just going to be a limited run, I'm sure. But Are you definitely going? Most likely. Who's can you doing ra- it? Who? Can you grab a four-pack to bring back
1: for an episode? Of course. Who's doing the, the beer?
2: The Chamonix. Oh, nice. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a very cool... Collab. I wouldn't want anyone else to collab with and besides them. Well, there's a few, but
2: yeah. at the top of the list. Makes sense.
0: My buddy Davis is moving right down the street from the Dublin, Pennsylvania, Neshaminy Creek spot. Yeah, we still so, got to get
2: out there. Is that spot good?
0: So, I haven't been yet, but uh, I'm sure that I'll be there a lot once he... He's moving there in like July. He, they're, he's, he bought a house that's being built in a, a townhouse asked. neighborhood. So new built and a townhouse, yeah. So, huh. um, yeah, that'll be cool. I, I mean, he's lived in Philly for a long time. I'm excited to have him back out here anyway. Huh. Um, nice, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, and I mean, they're trying to build up that town a little bit, make it a little bit like Doylestown, like mm. slash New, new Hope, like which. It doesn't really have that footprint. It's not, like, super walkable, but, um... Because it's just kind of small and like, strip malls, but, you know, it's there's at least one good spot, so... Yeah. That's cool. I'm assuming they have food, but maybe they have, like, the food truck kind of deal.
1: I'm not sure.
2: Uh, I think they do the food trucks there. I think. Okay. Yeah.
1: You boys got anything on the music front?
2: Gosh, no, I completely blanked on it, um... I do actually. Go for it. Bring it on. Um I just wanted
0: to mention a couple things. Uh one, I know I, it's just cuz I've been jamming out to like this song. I've been like it's on like my playlist that I shuffle all the time, but I've been like starting my day off with it cuz it's just like a sick song to start your morning off with like your morning drive. And I know I talked about this band before on here cuz I went to see them a few weeks ago with my brother. But Spirit Box, they're like a new metal-ish evanescence. Um, But they have a song specifically that, you know, if you want, like, an intro to this band, it's called Circle With Me. Um, And it starts off with, like, it's a female singer, but she also screams. And it's like, you know, she's singing, she's singing, and then there's some breakdowns that are just, like, super heavy, and she's screaming. And um, really, really encourage people to check them out. They're super popular right now. They're getting put on a lot of like big bands opening bills, so like they're they're on the rise, which I'm you know, I'm into. Um, are um, they're, they're heavy like the heaviness of them has kind of a Code Orange feel to it, a newer Code Orange feel to it. I love Code Orange. And and, uh, and then like their singing is just a little bit, you know, it's just more melodic. Uh, um, but she's got a great voice, and she's super hot. Um, I wanted to recommend. I got to check that
1: <laughs> Um Spirit but, box. Uh,
0: and then another band that I wanted to talk about, just in in uh, lieu of you know our last uh, handful of episodes when we were doing the the metal um, bracket with with horror, um, I wanted to mention because I don't think I've ever talked about them on here before. Anybody who's into like any of those thrash bands that we were talking about really needs to check out the band Power Trip out of Texas they're just everything, they're the culmination of basically, you take that entire horror, uh, uh, metal side of that bracket, and it's like, this band is like, is that, they're just so, like, they're an 80s, early 90s thrash metal band thrown into um you know, current times, mm-hmm. and unfortunately we lost their, uh, singer Riley Gale died in the beginning of 2021, but, um, I haven't heard what they're doing hopefully they're gonna um, push forward as a band Um, I mean he was their leader you know vocally but um, regardless there's like four albums of really good material to check out and uh, you know the band needs the support so um, check out out Power Trip yeah I'll definitely check that out
2: yeah I was listening to them last week or so
1: yeah fantastic
2: indeed um
1: the one thing I had the music from my boy uh CJ formerly of not my boy I just like his vocals but formerly of signs of the swarm and Lauren Shore who got canceled a little bit I'm gonna put it out there I think unjustly but whatever cancel us if you want Jeff will carry on
2: that's all right
1: uh he is back Back in the Scene has a new band, uh, and they just dropped their first single. The band is called Immortal Disfigurement. New single is Drag Through Inferno, and it's a banger. The only gripe I have is it is a banger, and the breakdowns are crazy, and his vocals are freaking wild, as always. I don't know what's going on with deathcore, but but what, what is with all the choir stuff in the background? Everyone's doing that now. They're like, ha, 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 ha. Uh, uh, uh. I have no idea. Wait, what why? No. Like just watching you
0: do
2: that was pretty entertaining. They a lot of choir going, stuff.
0: They must be going through a cradle of filth phase.
2: Yeah, something. They're they're using it even more than cradle of filth. Dude, cancer slugs opening up for Cradle of Filth. How awesome God, is that? That is awesome. <laughs> yeah. I the, wish the they would come f- up here. I know.
1: The new
0: Cradle of Filth is good too. Yeah, well. I dug that. Yeah. My um, brother saw them uh like a little while ago. He drove down to Baltimore to see them.
2: Hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't. God, I want Kansas to come up here. Yeah, it'd be nice. Would well, be nice. I think the closest, like Tennessee or something like yeah. that. All
1: right.
2: So that, that wraps up some music. Yeah. Anybody have anything
1: on the news front got, or I exciting that they've watched?
2: I got two things. What you got? So they're both related in that they're like r- related in the thing. You'll, you know, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So video games are apparently a thing that are being made things again I mean, they've been around for a while video games. no I mean like remember when they were like always trying to make the next video game movie or whatever and it always I, it's, never yeah. it's never gonna work it's so, never gonna work but apparently they're making a Streets of especially Rage especially when it's Sound Hill a Streets of Rage movie which was like one of my favorite like side scrolling beat em ups when I was a kid for Sega Genesis I don't know I thought that was interesting and then there's a Twisted Metal TV show
1: coming up. So, out? <laughs> I was just going to bring that up. That'd be a really cool one to make if they do it right. It has to be, like, super dark. Like, it can't be campy. Even though the game was kind of campy. Mm-hmm. Like, if you take that game and make it, like, insanely dark and violent. Um, almost like that terrible Jason Statham movie where he's in prison and, like, they race, like, the deadly, the deadly race 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 the deadly race <laughs> uh not a good movie but if they treat it like that and like make it darker and not campy just super violent that'd be cool who's making the show
2: I don't even know I just stumbled across it huh I think it's gonna be one of the streaming I networks. love that game PS1 that was
1: mine. my jam that was a great game I, I was a it was the dude
0: I think was his name Jax the dude that was just like standing between two tires. Yeah. That was that was my guy.
2: <laughs> I always liked uh, the ice cream guy. Sweet Tooth. Of course he did. I d I don't remember much about the game, honestly. I remember you were just you in the cars. Roll shooting around things. shooting and shit. Yeah. Yeah, and
0: you had you, you like each guy had their own kind of weapons, right? Yeah. And uh yeah
2: i just remember the third one i think it was at the rob zombie soundtrack and i was like why isn't this a white zombie what's going on i was very confused <laughs> why is he by himself yeah. <laughs> where why is this like electronic music what's happening um did you watch, watch anything or have any
0: news i don't have any news but i did watch um a fun movie on shutter um called vicious fun and, uh, the only actor of note that I knew in it was Dave Kechner from, of Anchorman fame.
2: Okay. Oh yeah. And, no, and, no,
0: no. And, and, and general comedy fame. You know, right. Yeah. Great I think he was on SNL character. for
2: a little bit too.
0: Yeah. Like a season or, or he might've been a writer too
2: yeah, or something. Something like that.
0: Um, but, um, so the premise is that, uh, it's a, it's a horror comedy, um, uh, uh the premise is there's this kid who he's kind of, I mean, they describe him as a loser, which I'm like, Oh, from the start. I'm like, that's kind of shitty. They, like when you read the, when you read the synopsis, it's like this loser. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs>
1: oh, um,
0: but, but anyway, like he, so he's like this dude that lives with like, he's got a hot roommate, female roommate who he has a crush on, but they're just roommates. And like, you know, she goes out on dates and all this stuff and he's jealous and that, and he's jealous that she's out on this date with this guy. So he gets in a cab and follows him to this Chinese restaurant, where he then sits next to the guy at the bar. Sees that he has a wedding ring on his finger, and he's like trying to like he. Uh, he's also a uh, he writes he writes articles for a like a horror like a Fangoria type magazine. Um. So he's basically trying to like out this guy. Gets gets wasted and ends up in a. It turns out that after hours, this. Chinese restaurant turns into like an AA meeting for serial killers Hmm. and he's stuck there having to pretend uh, that he's supposed to be one of them and it escalates from there and it's a a little bit it's a fun ride it's like an hour and yes that sounds pretty interesting actually hour and 45 minutes and you know just it's got some good uh, suspense because of him like not you know trying to trying to you know Get around the fact that he's not actually a serial killer. Hearing these people talk about um, what they do, and and then you know, uh, calamity ensues. But uh, it do, also they, has, do they
1: play it like comedic or pretty it's, straight?
0: It's not straight comedy, but it's 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 it's, you know, it's not slapstick. I guess I should say, but it's it, it's not like dark horror at all. It's you know it's it's pretty funny. There aren't, you know, it's, I don't know what to compare it to, but, you know, it's kind of, I guess, dark, dark comedy. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I, yeah, there's parts that are, I guess, kind of a little slapstick, but not like super. Um, but also, the um, I'm going to need your guys' help to remember the name of this uh, wrestler, because he's in it. He was like, uh, it was like the, Kur- not the Kurgan or the... uh Kurgan. Was it Kurgan? Yeah, he's in
2: uh, Sherlock Holmes too with Robert Downey Jr.
0: Yeah, so he's in it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's, he's uh,
2: he, been in he's a bunch funny. of stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah, he's funny in it. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it's definitely horror comedy. It's not like you know there aren't necessarily like jo- like lame jokes being made, but um, there's there's good violence too, and you know, nice. It sounds like a fun I, movie. I, I, I definitely Jeff would definitely like it better than the last matinee.
1: Oh, Christ. Don't get me started on that.
2: Again. I didn't say I didn't like it. <laughs> Once again. But, uh, yeah, it's everything. I like, it I like
1: Pete's story um, that he posted for that episode. You know, we talk so and so, we talk <laughs> this, Jeff and Vinny fight a little bit.
2: <laughs> uh, I didn't like it. Or I didn't not like it. I just, whatever. Won't go you just won't want me.
0: anybody You just don't want anybody to ever watch it. Nobody yeah. needs
2: to watch it. That's all I'm saying. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's the way I look you, at it.
0: You know, you know, it's like you know, in the in the, now that we're in the shadow of Easter, you watched it for their sins, so they don't have. To. <laughs> That's
2: right. I told you what happened. Some people die. At the end. <laughs> Eyeballs. Yeah, there's eyeball <laughs> olives. Eyeballs. Um, I, I actually had, went to oh, the. Sorry. What, what were you gonna say? No, we were both about to speak at the same time. We both. Got yeah, what did you have? Got no, no, I was gonna say I watched Repo, rewatched Repo. Oh yeah, you're talking about that Repo Man. And I watched Satanic Horror Night, the uh, Smut without the Smut mixtape. It is hilarious. But you gotta watch the Smut part. You told me. Well, like they're they're on there. I just haven't watched the Smut part because this is like the way I want to hear about that bush. Oh, there's some bushes. I mean, you see some bushes. There's just no banging. Um, <laughs> but it's like a handful of like horror themed pornos that they put on this like collection. And uh, they play it, like, drive-in style. Like, there's intermissions, and they have, like, the old school, like, legit old school commercials. Like, they have, like, an ad from, like, a Downingtown clothing store that would have played at the drive-in. That's cool. And uh, it's just funny, because you're watching essentially what is just a, a, a dirty movie, but you're watching it just for the story. And it's hilarious just how they don't make sense. And literally one just ends. Like, there's no, like, end <laughs> scene. It just ends. <laughs> So, That'll happen. Yeah, I got a, I got pretty stoned to watch that, and it was very entertaining. I was very happy with it, and yeah, they have like three or four of them on there unedited. So yeah. if I feel like I want to watch some weird 70s porn, I can do that. Isn't it
1: weird that Bush came back?
2: Like, I know I, they always say like trends come back and
1: I mean, styles come back. But like, what made? I don't know. You haven't you know. seen it showing up in some some porn?
2: I don't watch that kind of you stuff. Know, you know who's What kind your, of you know? stuff? Dirty movies and I'll ah. watch this. I can
0: t- I can tell you exactly who's responsible for it. Huh. And her name is Riley Reed. <laughs> I... She made it uh, she made it okay for them to not have to go get implants. She made small boobs.
2: Cool. Make small popular, boobs cool again. <laughs> popular
0: again in porn. And she also wore the bush. And sometimes she didn't shave her armpits and she's just like, Look, I'm a natural oh, woman. Wow. She's one of the, she's one of the highest like, uh, like, searched stars in no that realm. So, oh, I know her,
2: yeah, I don't. It's she a familiar like... name, though, so I'm sure I've stumbled across it at one point. Yeah. But, uh, she went with the armpit hair, huh? That's a bold move. Yeah, I, I didn't bold. see any, I didn't see oh, any. I'm not talking,
0: I'm, it's not like it's like, like, it's not like an Italian man's. No,
2: I, <laughs> I get what you're talking about. I'm just saying, that's a.
1: I'm surprised to see that make a comeback. it's a weird one. I'm I like, didn't oh, yeah, even know. We're gonna bring so that back. I
2: had no idea. I... It's all about. Um, and know, then, like, did they, they discuss they, it in their body, own they're... circles? Was there their like body, a they... a meeting? It's
0: all. It's all about their body, their choice. You know. I get yeah, it. Yeah. They're they're taking it back.
2: I'm and, just saying. Doesn't the
0: who who are we to say?
2: I'm not saying shit. I'm just <laughs> saying, I I didn't know it came back. So. <laughs>
0: The cat came back the very next day.
2: I guess if I stumble across one in my travels, I won't be surprised. I uh, made a trip to the movies this week.
1: Uh, not horror related, but went... um maybe surprising because I've talked some shit on this director before. But I went and saw Ambulance, directed by Michael Bay.
0: Oh, I'm, I'm excited to see that movie, actually.
1: So, I think I've made it clear on air. I am not happy with Michael Bay's 10-year stint of only doing transformers movies that are not good. Uh but I heard from another podcast that this was an exciting ride, a good good action thriller with lots of uh uh good explosions and and chases and uh lots of good drone footage and like a good um you know, back to his roots for Michael Bay. So me and Little Red went and saw it, and that's exactly what it was. It was a fun ride. We were at the edge of our seat. Um, it was fun. It was intense. The action was great. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal was unhinged, like be, just being a wild man, which seems to be his bag lately. He just wants to do like the most ridiculous um, wild characters that he can do, which he definitely did in this one. Did Shia LaBeouf show up? At, at one point, no. Nah. Uh, at one point he just yelled well I got herpes and I'm not happy about that like, <laughs> for for no reason Like it was just in this action movie or in this action movie um, but I'll tell you what he took it's probably going to become trendy now the work that Michael Bay did with drone footage it was wild the aerial stuff the drones swooping down going under the ambulance it was uh, super cool Very well, very fun action movie
0: He's pro- he's probably one of the half dozen directors that studios probably don't say no to. You know, when he's like, "I need money for this. I need money for that." Because yeah. I saw I saw Jake Gyllenhaal interviewed about this movie, and uh, he was like, "Yeah." He was just like, he said, "He said we thought we were done filming one day, and we were like on our way back to like I guess because they were actually driving, you know, the ambulance." He's like, we "We're driving the ambulance back to like where we kept it." And, and we get a call from Michael Bay. And he's like, you need to come back. I just got a hold of two choppers. And like, <laughs> and like, and like, like well, what do you mean you just got a hold of two choppers? Who do you, who do you call? Yeah, there,
1: there was a lot of helicopter work, so That must have been the um, day so, he was like, they, had, they
0: had to come back and shoot like two hours of chopper work. And like, um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm excited to see. I, I'm excited to see that mainly because um, I mean, it, it kind of, it looked kind of like when I saw the preview for the first time gave me a bit of a heat vibe um, uh not as not, not so much as it seems
1: no nah, i mean the bank robbery part i mean the shootouts are awesome like okay and that all stems i, I mean heat was the first to do that super realistic right. awesome sounding shootout yeah but um it, it, it's just not as ser- not nearly as serious as heat why are you yelling
2: so much tonight am i yeah he, is he not yelling? It sounds like he's yelling. I mean, I he got, I got, I got, the, got the microphone in a different position than normal. He's yeah, just excited. He, it sounds like you're yelling. It's from, um, he's just
0: excited. It's better than when you can't listen to you can't hear him at all. Oh, uh, like that's, that's true.
2: true. Forgot we used to have that problem. <laughs> I block. Um, I had a mental block about that. What, well, <laughs> well, back in the old studio? Yeah, where you just were like not refusing to get anywhere near the microphone. Well, because at JJ's I'm, fucking studio, you have I'm, to be
1: kissing <laughs> the goddamn thing. Dude,
0: I, I would have my volume all the way up.
1: Sign. This is I don't know what the fuck talking fucking JJ Studio. <laughs>
2: um, then you just but, do a guest spot on their show. Yeah, terrible. Oh boy.
0: Um, on the topic of Jake Gyllenhaal, I think that he is one of our better young, uh, youngish male actors. That um, I mean, I saw the thing he did with Netflix was kind of a piece of shit, but I kind of knew it was going to be. But I watched it anyway. It's called like it was like he was
1: like a nine one one operator. Um, um, and was, I didn't mind that one. It was like, yeah. it, it was another like turn your brain off, eat some popcorn yeah. and just be entertained. Yeah.
0: But um on the other hand, like I mean, he's done some the, the boxing movie he did, is really good. Mm-hmm. Um the movie um you're going to have to remind me where he's the he's the uh, the filmographer for the news. That movie was uh, uh,
1: Nightcrawler. Uh, Nightcrawler. Yeah, I that still need to was... see that. Yeah. Fantastic.
2: I know. I've only heard good things um, about it. And it's, God, that, it's made, typical that just made that whole and industry seem so
1: scummy. I was like, ugh. Yeah, these guys does. are a bunch it, of pieces of feel, shit.
0: You you feel dirty when you finish watching that movie. Like, oh, not quite as dirty, but it gives you the almost like a um, portrait of a serial killer kind of vibe. Yeah, like yep, It's yep. like that. Like,
1: like oh, like right? a it's like, like, that like that a like a cleaner yeah. yucky feeling. Yeah. You feel yeah. yucky, but you feel like a little but clean yucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think like, I could he, have handled
2: Henry if I didn't watch it the way I watched it. Yeah. Like I watched it on Joe Bob. So there was like breaks. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. If, I, if I watched that straight through, I probably would have just not yeah. been good for two or three days. I'm not going out for two days. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, but with Paris, uh, uh, Nightcrawler, um, he, uh, like he lost a bunch of weight for the role to so, like seem like that kind of like, you know, night, night owl, like doesn't like, he doesn't care about anything. Only working yeah. Like all he does is work and, so that was really good. Um, uh, you know, plus he's, you know, I don't like a lot of Taylor Swift X's, but he gave us one of her best bangers and all too well. So which one's yeah. about him? All, uh, all too well. The one she released a extended 10 minute version of oh, last God, year.
2: I don't know. I know. Shake it off. <laughs> Is yeah, that that's just about, him? Best, <laughs> dude, nah, just
0: about, that's just about fuck the haters, man.
2: Uh, yeah. Fuck the haters. Kanye. Get out of here. You bum. But yeah, Ambulance. Check it out. And
1: try to check it out in theaters. I'm concerned... Well, I I don't think it's the movie. I'm just concerned with movie theaters in general. Now, me and Red went on a Monday at 4.10. So you're not going to expect the theater to be full. But we were the only two in the entire theater. Have you noticed they don't even care
2: either? Like, you could just hang out in there all day and see every movie. They don't give a shit. They're just standing around like... I used to have,
1: like... In college, I used to go watch, like, three movies in a row, and I had to have, like, a strategic plan to get in there to yeah. do that. Like, I had to, like, you know, talk to the ushers and make make myself look like I'm one of them. Like, ah, oh, I'm, I'm one of you guys. Like, we're all cool here. <laughs> <We're> all <laughs> Never good. mind my backpack full of beer and snacks. Like, <laughs> some I'm beans. not hanging out here all day. Yeah, like, no but, one gives a shit. I, I'm very concerned about the future of movie theaters. You know what? I think, the, at least as of now,
0: their resolution the issue is that they're, I think what they're trying to do is essentially limit being open to one shift. So like you don't really have like the opportunity to at least at the theaters around me, you don't have the opportunity to go to like a twelve or a one o'clock show like you used to. Like the or first show is like three, and then the and then the last show will be like nine. So uh, it's like I gotcha. So it's like you know the man and they and they and they're kind of like skeleton crew. You know they have one projectionist so like you know, bouncing between all the theaters and then the one manager and like one person doing concessions and, you know, maybe more on weekends. I, I never go on the weekends. I always, cause, you know, I always, on a day off. On oh the, yeah. Um,
2: like middle of the day on Wednesdays when I like to go. Yeah. I mean, my,
0: my, what I, my favorite time to go like was a Monday or a Tuesday day off one o'clock, one thirty showing. Um, maybe like three to four other people in the theater yeah. and like t- like a dozen people in the theater if
1: it was a new release, you know, but, um, we still got to figure out what we're doing about seeing massive town. Yeah. We got to yeah, get so together when, for that. For so sure. when's it actually coming out? Is it this weekend
0: or next Next week? Weekend. Is
1: this, okay. It, it has
0: hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes.
1: I know it's ridiculous. I'm very excited about it and I'm glad people are just energized and excited about Nick Cage again. Why is nobody showing it as a double feature with Vampires Kiss?
0: <laughs> maybe they well, when it starts it. hitting the indie theaters, maybe. So when, so when, when you read the words "massive talent," you really understand where it comes from.
1: Hmm. Well, we'll see. Um, real quick, before we get into our war games, I just want to wrap up with a a summer segment. I like to do. I even wrote myself a note to remind me to do it all summer long. But uh, Bloody Disgusting released their summer horror preview, so I figured month by month, um, we can go over what's uh, being released and see what we're excited about. Sounds good. So let's dive into May. May. Uh, I don't know why it's on Bloody Disgusting's list, and uh, I guess it's relevant. But Doctor Strange, which I well, personally... it's supposed
2: to be like a lot of horror going on in it. Sam Raimi directed it, for God's sake. I don't think I care. Okay. You care. Um, if they go as horror as it sounds, they said it's like full blown evil dead. Like it's really, yeah. So we'll okay. say if it's that crazy, yes, I do care. If it's just an over exaggeration to get people to go see it. No, Peter,
1: it are you feeling any kind of excitement
0: for that one? You know, I'm really oversaturated with Marvel. Like, yeah, I'm just... I, I'm excited about the, like the movie existing. I wish that there wasn't a new Marvel movie or Marvel TV show every three months.
1: Um, yeah, it's getting because new.
0: I because it's so much worse than it was with Star Wars when they were releasing the, um, you know, like the last three trilogy of Star Wars. It was like, oh, and th- and then we got Rogue One. Oh, and here's Han Solo, and I was just like, I was into those movies. Don't get me wrong, but I was like, oh, like it, you don't have like you don't have the feeling of. And I, I get it. I mean the money's there and now with everything that there is, you just gotta keep creating content. But do you remember like when when we were when we were, you know, uh, six years old and, and, and the VHS first was released for the original trilogy. First and there was just, the silver like, the, edition, the, then the gold And there's just and there's just these whispers that you heard that there's gonna be more movies that are actually talking about just Vader. And you're like, What? And then when it finally <laughs> comes out And we were at the young enough age that we were like, pod racing sounds really cool, Um, you know those. uh, And and don't get me wrong, I mean those movies, I'm not a prequel hater or anything like that. Um, But anyway, I mean, I just just remember that the like waiting for that, and there was like five years between each movie. I mean, like that that anticipation doesn't exist anymore. Now Marvel, it's like you just get this and you get that. And I just felt, I just felt when I saw even though it was a good movie, I'm not hating on the movie. When I got, when I saw the Spider-Man, No Way Home, I was just kind of like, uh, I don't know. I was just like, uh, Marvel's just
1: so, there's just so much of it. And I'm just like, yeah, I mean, you're right. It's oversaturated. And then, you know, it's, it's disappointing and surprising at how poorly
2: Morbius is. is that's, going. that's Sony though. Like that's not Marvel's, like, Marvel's names on it, but that's a Sony movie. Yeah, they don't have. Yeah, but like
1: that could have been such a cool thing to do, like especially bringing the horror element into it. And then, do you think because of the very, very poor results financially and reviews, I think it has like seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It's like something wild, or maybe eleven percent. It's wild. Yeah, I don't know. But are they gonna pump the brakes
2: on Blade now because of that? No, because Blade sounds like they're Blade is
0: Marvel, right? Not Sony, and they got um. It's produced by Disney.
2: What's his name? Marsh, Marsh, Marshala, Mar, Ali, Her- Marhershal Ali. Yeah, yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, he's great. He's a great actor. So, but like, you Jared know, Leto should have been cool. As no, previous. because Jared Leto is like hit or miss.
0: There's a there's like a massive uh, like outcry against Jared Leto for some reason.
2: Uh, I think um, he was mean to a girl or something like that, or he's like a well, weird, there's also, creepy there's guy. Also, there's also, well, he's like, definitely this, a weirdo. There's also
0: these accusations I've seen that he um, is like started a cult. Oh, really? That like he had, he, he, like he and his brother, who's in 30 seconds to Mars with him, like had like people, uh, like let people like buy tickets to like th- this, like out- this, like, um, outward bound kind of thing to them on like some private Island. And like, he dressed like Jesus and like, uh, it's all sounded weird, but mm-hmm. he's also he, he's like, definitely a weird guy. He's also like, uh, like he's one of like the like the the people that like stay in character the whole time and uh you know
2: method actor
0: um which like i feel like the kind of movies that he does don't like like he's not abraham lincoln you know <laughs> um but i don't know whatever i mean i there's i i love a lot of movies that he's in so like i i don't i don't i don't know him as a person i'm not going to go out and and do any judgment like that but um yeah it's it's the other thing I heard is that they like there was a lot of things in the previews for that movie that never ended up in the movie.
2: Yeah, they put it in there as like fan service to get people excited, and then, hmm,
1: yeah. um, yeah, well, you, I mean,
2: I, I was pretty excited for it, but I'm not interested I it anymore. Why. Yeah, I knew it was gonna be poop as soon as I heard it was announced. I mean, all I could do is look at Venom. Like, I would never see Venom. I don't even need. Well, to I saw Venom. the f- first Venom. First, I was excited. first one was okay. No, I, I hated it,
1: uh, and I didn't even bother with the second.
2: Look, like, I didn't need to see it to know it was going to suck. <laughs> Trailer was bad enough. All right. Well, anyway,
1: diving back into our summer preview here. So, up next we have The Sadness releasing on Shudder. That's a giant Korean movie, right? Uh, May 12th. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be
2: wild. Yeah, it's like one. Of those, um, I think it's like The Wailing. I think it's supposed to be like three hours or something. The like plot that. sees
1: a couple desperate to reunite amidst a city ravaged by an evolved virus that transformed the afflicted into bloodthirsty... 30- Bloodthirsty status. Oh yeah, there's something it's extreme horror and the most stomach-churning ways. Yeah,
2: I was gonna say there's something about this where they keep calling it the most like controversial uh, taste. I guess it's like some bad taste stuff going on. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's gonna be wild. Yeah. It sounds
1: like. And then this one, I think, feel like it's a little bit. Uh, what's the word? Polarizing. I guess. Uh, Firestarter. The remake. Yeah. And eh, no need. So I saw the trailer before ambulance. I don't know. I mean,
2: I want, playing, uh, I, I
1: want it to be awesome. I don't know the, I don't know the child actress's name. Titten um, Theaters and Peacock, May 13th. I hope it's going to be awesome. I mean, it's a great Stephen King book, so. Well, are they involving the song Firestarter? Firestarter by Prodigy?
2: I doubt it. They better. <laughs>
1: Then we have uh, The Innocents coming out May 13th. Coming of age horror drama follows four children discovering supernatural powers over the summer holiday. Their innocent play takes a dark turn and strange things happen. Emphasis on dark. That sounds like it could be fun. Bum bum. Now this one for a documentary I am pretty excited for. The Found Footage Phenomenon. May 19th Shudder Shudder's latest documentary tracks the origins of the found footage technique and how it transformed with technico- te- technological Jesus changes throughout the last few decades it features interviews with integral uh, found footage directors whose films impacted the horror genre that sounds fun to me
2: yeah I agree I remember reading about that and then that's it for May yeah what do we consider the first found footage? What's that?
1: What do we consider the first found footage movie? I mean, we I think, think the first
2: impactful one would be Blair Witch, right? Well, oh, it's the one that started. Not, I guess it started it's, the craze. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, there's a
0: found footage
1: movie that came out in the year we're talking about today. Oh, yeah? Is there? Wow. Well, yeah. Well, i to see maybe what you're talking about because I can't think
2: of it. I think I... I don't really know, but I do know there's an early one. And then maybe that's it. Maybe he'll remind me. Hmm. But that's a good segue, Peter. Caddyshack. (laughs) Alright.
1: Ready to dive into some war games? Oh, yeah. Alright, so let me uh, do some explaining here. Yeah. So, war games. Taking another turn. Something different that we're hoping to continue doing different years. We'll call it a uh, a year in review of sorts. So we'll sort of treat it like the Oscars in that we're gonna have categories. Uh, it will not be the Oscars categories per se. We're gonna break down, so we're gonna pick a year. In this case, we're kicking off with 1980. And we're gonna do, in our opinion, the best action movie, the best sci-fi movie, the best horror movie the best comedy movie, the best blockbuster, which is going to have some some, uh, shenanigans going along with it, especially when we do older movies or older years. We're going to have our favorite Oscar winner, and then we're going to have a wild card. Not necessarily movie-related. Probably won't be movie-related. Just something that we think was the highlight of the year, whether that be an album being released, a... Wrestling match, or wrestling event, pretty much anything that might not necessarily fall as a movie being a highlight of the year. Um, we're going to go around in a circle. So we're not going to go category by category where we each pick our movies of that category. We're going to jump around person to person. They'll pick the category and the movie. The catch is a movie cannot be repeated at all throughout the entire war games. So us as the draftees or pickers have to be strategic and having some backups because what one person may pick as their favorite action movie might also fall as a sci-fi. It might also fall as a blockbuster or an Oscar winner. So we're going to have some backups ready um, in that event. So we're kicking off with 1980. Tough year. I'm going to put a disclaimer out there. 1980 was tough. A lot of good horror. Actually, a pretty banger year for horror. Everything else, not so much. Pretty thin. Um, thin across the rest of the genres. Thin as far as blockbusters. Um, the Oscars weren't that exciting that year. So this, this is going to be a tough one to kick off with. So, so you know, stick with us on this.
2: Anybody could have said anything. All I said was 1988, hey, And no one with, argued. We ran
1: with it, man. We ran with it. You put a year out, and we're like, all right. And we said, nay. Excuse me. Um, all right. Now, the only thing we didn't really decide is how we're going to kick this off. Because I think it's a little bit strategic who goes first. Because you're going to be able to get a movie on the board that might be something that someone else is going to want. So I think in future episodes of this, we're we are going to need a, a uh, at least a part time producer to do some trivia. But how do you want to kick
2: off this one? Uh, I don't know. I thought we were just going to like go in line. So like we're going to start with action, and then no, nah, you you can jump around. All right. I mean, we can just do a quick, quick flip of a of a coin. I don't have a coin. Well, we have coasters. That's good enough. All right. How you flip a
1: coin with when there's three people? I don't know.
2: I don't know how this works. (laughs) Um, I mean, I'll go last. I don't really care. I don't think it's as big a deal as you do.
1: All right. Well, why don't we call? So Pete's on the phone. So he's sitting at this seat. Why don't we call him as the first, and we'll go clockwise. So Pete, you, me. Sure. All right, Pete. You ready? Yeah, what so, what's my category?
2: Whatever you want. Whatever you want. That's where I got okay. confused. I thought we were just going down a lot.
1: So we're not that's we're cool. not going category by category. Like you pick whatever category you want, whatever you want to get off the board first. All uh right. if you want to save things for last, whatever. Uh that's kind of like the strategy part of it. So take whatever you want off the board now and then just remember we're we're all going to have to remember what movies were picked. And what categories you already did, so you don't, you know, forget and repeat or whatever.
0: All right. Well, I'm gonna take comedy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because there's only one movie that belongs here. Really? I thought it was... that movie, and that movie, is the Blues Brothers.
2: Wow. Now, I thought you were gonna go a different way with this, but I was gonna argue with you and say Blues Brothers. <laughs> So good. Good for you. I mean, I'm not mad about that. It is the best.
0: And don't get me wrong, I love a lot of movies that resulted from Saturday Night Live. It is the best actual, like, quality movie that could have been nominated for things, as far as I'm concerned, that isn't just like a slapstick. Joke comedy—it's like a well thought-out movie mm-hmm. that resulted from people being on SNL together. Um, so to me, it's like a product it, that makes it a product of um, pop culture. In um, it, to this day, I, if it's on TV, I won't turn it off. I love everything about this movie. It's a perfect movie.
2: I love this movie. It would be in
0: my. It, it would be easily without even thinking about the other four movies it's in my top five comedies of all time
2: yeah it's it's super freaking uh great i love any scene with carrie fisher in it i think she her character arc kind of steals the movie for me because I think it's hilarious like the whole idea that she basically was gonna get married to elwood or is it yeah yeah elwood right
0: Jake. yeah yeah elwood
2: no it's jake 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 joliet jake right Oh my God, yeah. which one's which? Belushi. <laughs> no, yeah,
0: yeah. No, you're right, Belushi, because yeah. he was in jail. Yeah.
2: And, yeah. like, she's getting her, he gets, she gets left at the altar by him, and now she's just, like, tracking him with deadly ass, like, weapons, rocket launchers, and shit. Yeah. And when she finally catches up to him in the sewer, when he drops to his knees and just, he's doing every excuse in the book, and he just pops the glasses off and looks her in the eyes, and she melts. Like, it's. So great, like what a what a great payoff to that lot, like yeah. that whole little arc where it's like, and he just gives her the look, and she melts, and he's like, gotta go.
0: <laughs> One of the things for me about this movie is they never make they never make a joke, they never say anything that's supposed to be intentionally funny. Um, it's all about the audience interpretation, like because they play so, they play so straight and dry with each other because that's how the characters are, but there's so so many epic things. Like just when they're saying we got a half a tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes, it's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Like <laughs> like people, like people somebody can be watching that and be like, he's just stating facts. But no, it's fucking hilarious. Um So yeah, and, and, and it's and it's not again, it's not the jokes. It's about the situations they find them in. And that's what makes it a hilarious movie in my opinion.
2: Yeah, it's and great. the mu- and the, the music. Yeah, I mean, I mean music I'm a, mu- I'm a music
0: itself. I'm a music guy, so you know, that's like that's a huge part of it too. Them dancing uh or specifically Elwood dancing, Jake doesn't do as much. They both dance, but yeah, I mean, the the redneck bar playing the um the song from uh High. <laughs> uh man, it's just it it hits on every single level
2: kind of music perfect, you guys perfect, play in here? Oh, we got movie. both, country and western.
1: Yeah, great movie. Great call. Have you guys uh, checked out the uh, Jim Belushi show about his weed farm?
2: Not into Jim Belushi, but I didn't know he had a freaking weed farm. That's yeah, that,
1: that's where his career went. He's growing right. uh, some recreational cannabis. He's taking it very serious from what I can tell on the show. And uh, I mean, the show is not very serious, obviously, but... It's pretty interesting. He teamed up, like, midway through season one, he teamed up with Dan Aykroyd to put the Blues Brothers name on his product to, like, you know, try to heighten it and get it out there more than just the Belushi name would. It's pretty interesting.
0: My favorite thing, one of my favorite jokes about Jim Belushi was from one of, like, the early, early seasons of Family Guy when they're like, what? They're talking about, like, Coke and Pepsi or something. They're like, what? It's just the same. It's the same thing. He's like, that's what they said about Jim Belushi. <laughs> um,
1: I like the show, according to Jim.
0: Ben, best thing Jim Belushi did was the movie he did with Tupac.
2: Yes, I love that movie. Um, it's a great movie. Not Gang-related. Uh, gang gang Gang-related. I was going to say gridlocked, but that's Tim Roth and uh, Tupac, I think. Canine's nothing to shake your finger at. What is it? Canine. Oh, get out of here, you bum. <laughs>
1: I think there was, like, three sequels, too. So.
2: I used to watch According to Jim because it was on at, like, one in the morning. Good show. Nah, I mean, it was whatever. The white, I like the wife. The wife was, yeah. yeah. The brother was annoying. Yeah.
1: All right, anyway. Uh, Blues Brothers, off the board. Pete's comedy pick.
2: Yep, I got it. Done. All right, so we're moving on to me, we're saying? Yeah. So, I want to get my blockbuster shenanigans out of the way. Uh-oh. So... What were you saying? What's the money on a blockbuster?
1: Yeah, so I probably should have thrown a disclaimer out. This one's going to be tough. So when you go on the interweb, there's a few different definitions for a blockbuster. The most common is if it makes $150 million. You can also see people saying if it makes triple its budget. You can also have a looser definition, like if it's a a big-time summer holiday movie that draws a big crowd, people are excited to see it. Uh they're talking about it. the water cooler talk. Um big time budget, big time action, ensemble cast, whatever. But the older the older years that we're going to do, like 1980, you're not going to see a 150 million dollar budget. Um and Jeff and I were talking about before recording like the reallys. Is only one blockbuster, so I think for this year in particular, we can broaden it like what would be a a blockbuster today or what became a blockbuster. Like maybe it wasn't a hit when it came out, but became like a blockbuster, like it's a a household name or a sensation. Because there's really only one that falls,
2: yeah, into it like by a lot, but uh, I with my blockbuster, I'm going to go with. It's a comedy. Um, it's Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder. It's called Stir Crazy. Um, was it a blockbuster? Not really. I mean, I don't like we just said. Yeah, but I mean, it definitely didn't make a ton of money. But. It's Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder, which is like one of the best comedy tag teams ever. It's. Um, I think it's after Richard Pryor had lit himself on fire. So, I'm sure there was a bit of a, you know, uh what's the word, like a like a comeback feel to it for mm-hmm. for Richard Pryor. Um now people always argue it and I do too, but I still love the movie. Like it's not as funny as their older stuff and blah blah blah. But I think at the time, 1980, like I said, you're coming off a Richard Pryor Free basing and then lighting himself on fire. It's him and Gene Wilder again. Um, I, you know, it's a it's a buddy comedy. I think a lot of people probably were going to see that. So mm-hmm. I would consider it a blockbuster without having been there. Without having the financial or yeah. whatever.
0: Yeah, two huge names. Yeah. I mean, When did um, you you know when uh, uh, Willy Wonka came out? Was that like seventy five?
2: Jeez, I have no idea. Uh...
1: I thought it was earlier seventies. Oh. Uh, but right
0: but off. but like but then like Blazing Saddles. It yeah. was like late seventies, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like you know, like right before this. So yeah. Because that role in Blazing Saddles may have gone to easily could have gone to
2: Richard Pryor. Well it was supposed to. He wrote it. Right. He wrote the role.
0: And then he lit himself on fire. Is that what happened? Uh I don't know if Is he lit way? if
2: that's what happened or if he just didn't want to do it at some point. But I mean okay. I mean, I'm looking at it now. Stir Crazy was freaking directed by Sidney Poitier. So.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah,
2: so you got a Oscar winner directing it. An Oscar winner actor directing it with, yeah, the comedy tag team here. I know King Kong Bundy was in it as well. Craig T. Nelson. Um, that's it for really memorable names, but still.
0: I I, I just had this song the other day, not to get off topic, but... Movies with wrestlers in it could be a great list. Oh,
2: yeah. That'd be fun. That'd be real fun.
0: Probably be less movies by the Rock than people would think.
2: (laughs) All right, Vinny, you're up, buddy. All right. So, I'm going to kick it off with
1: somewhat of an obvious one. I'm going to go with the action category. And I'm going to put on the table The Empire Strikes Back. Oh, in the action category. In the action category. Okay. So, this is not a uh, unpopular opinion, but my favorite Star Wars entry in the franchise, um, the scenes with Hoth, I think this is the best of Han Solo we've ever gotten. I think the obviously the Luke and Darth Vader um, relationship comes to a full blown, full full head here and an epic battle, and yeah, I mean this was this had to be the most. I mean, obviously none of us were alive, but this had to be the most exciting thing to happen in cinema in
2: 1980. Oh, definitely. People were crazy for the original. Yeah. Like, Empire is the best one in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, best
0: of the best of the entire franchise. Yeah, yeah
1: I don't think that's as, like, 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 like that's not a hot take, but it is the best. I mean, there's there's no if, ands and buts about it. Um, it was my favorite as a youngster, except for the Yoda scenes. Um, what's the planet called where he's training Luke? Oh God, Endor. Um, no. No. Um, Dagobah. Yeah, Dagobah. So that kind of that was like the only drawback as a kid. That kind of that kind of bored me. That part. Um, like getting sent to
0: spend the summer with your grandparents.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and then you die It's like ah, oh, come on. That is sad. Oh, no, that's ahead.
0: not until that's not until uh, return though. He doesn't die. He dies in return.
1: Was it? Yeah. I got to revisit the first three. Um, so
0: um, when you think about it, we so first of all, I mean, very little Star Wars talk has happened on here um, before, but think about this movie as the first sequel to a movie that was, was humongous in pop culture and think about how much of a risk it was to do what they did end it
2: on such a downer on such a
0: downer because what if the what if they what if a studio just said i'm not i mean luckily he had you know spielberg behind him you know i was gonna say he had already done
2: indiana jones too right yeah so like
0: the money the money was probably there but like just think about it had to be
2: already locked in in a way like i'm sure sure. yeah Yeah. because the
0: next one only came out like two or three years later
2: yeah um but as an as an average still, movie goer, you wouldn't have known that. Yeah, mm-hmm. you could. Have, I would have left there like, what? What? The...
1: <laughs> yeah, like is that how guys' hand done? cut off? <laughs> and it's his dad. The fuck are we doing here? He's in carbonite. Oh my god, he can't just be in carbonite. I mean,
0: that's one of the greatest. Um... I mean, man, that's the. No. Ba- I mean, if you're talking all time plot twists, it's. I mean, that's top three, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, and it's and, and, and it's so and it's so like the line is so well known now. It's like people, people know and th- people know that he's Luke's father, and they never even seen the movies. Yeah, some yeah.
1: people, um, and that Mark Hamill, no, like that's. that's I'm just shit. glad. I'm yeah. just
0: so happy. I'm just so happy that it was kept, you know, because, you know, it, you know, movies weren't so readily available as they were when we were kids. That it was, I didn't know. And that reveal. What? Yeah. You know, How as a it kid, blew, blew my little head. mind. Yeah, like, like, I'm like looking back at my dad, like, wait, what? Huh? Right, so. Yeah. Good stuff. Yep. All right. Not so what probably... I would have put. Not what I would have put in action, but.
2: Yeah, that's. Why I was a little shocked where you put it, but you know, whatever. I got plans. All right, he's got plans. He's got plans.
0: <laughs> Pete, it's back right. to you, bub. So, I'm going to take the wild card here.
2: Mm.
0: And since what I didn't realize until Vinny made the intro here that it didn't have to be a movie, I'm going to throw in the first album featuring Ronnie James Dio as the vocalist. (laughs) That was
1: mine. God damn it. Hold on, I got three. Dying anymore.
0: (laughs) Heaven and Hell. Nice. I love that album so much. This is a front-to-back, non-skippable, perfect album banger.
1: It's fucking perfect.
0: Um, One, I mean, I don't know how... This, to me, is a band that, without controversy, continued their path with a new singer without skipping a beat, who, I mean, some could argue... Certain things were improved on. They certainly certainly found their sound with Ozzy. Their most epic songs are with Ozzy. But I love Dio Sabbath, and um, you know, I, I love that album. Yeah, that.
1: I mean, the, that the song that, that, that was my mind. wild card that I didn't think. I, I guess I should have known it would be on your mind, but um, I just caught that album like super young, like when, I, when my dad was teaching me about metal and old school metal. And um, I I don't remember what age it was, but <laughs> obviously I knew, um, you know, the OG Black Sabbath and I knew Ozzy. And I was going through all that. And then my dad was like, well, hold up. You got to hear about Dio Black Sabbath. And yep. it just blew my mind. Um, it was one of the albums I had on cassette, and, yeah, I mean, it's just a bang, like you said, banger, cover to cover.
2: This fucked me up. No, I didn't was... know we could pick records and stuff, so. Well, just I... anything, wild card, anything. No, well, my wild anything 1980. My wild card is stupid, then. However. Maybe a book release? <laughs> yeah, because I know about books. <laughs> uh, we moving on? Is it me? Yeah, you're up. All right, I'm gonna blow my sci-fi here. So my sci-fi was *Empire Strikes Back*, which is that's why I'm really surprised you put it in action. But that frees me up to do one of my favorite movies of my childhood. Oh no, you're gonna steal mine now! Is it? Dun 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 dun. dun. Flash. Ah. Whoa. Ah. Okay. no, yeah. That's not okay, how I it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Flash Gordon, dude. I freaking loved this movie to death as a child. I could not get enough of it. Um, and like when I was a kid, it was like the shit. Now I watch it because it's just campy and like bad's not the word, but like the just effects are so cheesy and like not very well done. But like I love Timothy Dalton, especially in this with like his bad guy thing going on. Uh, Sam Jones as Flash. Freaking Ming the Merciless was like... The the the, the main guards with like the, the, the suits, you know what I'm talking about? Either of you? Yeah. Yeah, they used to scare the shit out of me. <laughs> with their like red, I guess it was like a red onesie. I don't even know what you would call it. But it used to freak me out. Um, and the freaking Hawkmen, they're the best. <laughs> but... This movie is so fun. Uh, The fact that when they made that movie, uh, Ted, with Mark Wahlberg and um, what's his name, Seth uh, MacFarlane did the voice of the teddy bear, and like they're obsessed with Flash Gordon, like that that made me so happy because there was like a resurgence after that, and it started coming on TV a lot more. Like you'd see it on like Comet, or just like you know basic TV channels would be playing it a lot. And then they did, like, a sweet Blu-ray release for it last year. Uh, just one of my all-time favorites. So campy. So, like, 80s. I mean, it's 1980, but the movie just, like, spews, like, 80s. I love it. Love it.
1: Yeah, I didn't think you were going there, but I'll,
2: uh... I
1: dig it. Am
2: I up, though? You are up. Unless you want to talk more about Flash Gordon, because I'll talk about that all night. The Queen soundtrack? The soundtrack is by Queen? Are you kidding me? Great stuff.
1: So you went sci-fi, right? I did. Alright, I'll follow up with your sci-fi. And I will also go sci-fi. And I'm going to go Superman (sighs) 2. That
2: was my action.
1: Superman 2. Now... Wait, but where
2: uh, are you putting this? Sci-fi. Uh, sci-fi. I don't know that I'd call this a sci-fi movie.
1: It's about Wait. a man from an alien man
2: <laughs> being a superhero.
0: Wait, I thought we could only do one in
1: each category.
2: No, no, it's you, you do all the categories. You do all the categories,
1: You use but once a movie. movie is picked, it's off limits for all oh. other categories. Oh. I don't Uh-oh. have enough movies, probably. That's yeah, all right let's keep going we'll wing it. yeah just throw it together yeah. it's, the, it's the first one We'll 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 have this better in future episodes especially when like like we said 1980s a poor year um so Superman 2 now I found I haven't done an adult rewatch recently at all but I found Superman the OG to be incredibly boring but Superman oh, two,
2: yeah, the first one very boring. Superman two is super Superman two great. is the
1: tits. I had so much fun with this as a kid. Yeah, um, I was super into Batman as a kid. Um, you know the Tim Burton's, the comic books, the anime series. We all know um, the deal with that. And then my dad again started like, well, you gotta check out some Superman. And I think he actually showed me two and just like skipped one. And I took it up you know, I watched one later on my own. But so much fun with this one. It's 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 campy, right? But like all
2: in um, like all like the best, be best ways. ways yeah. yeah. Um come son of Jorel. Yeah. Kneel before Zod.
1: Uh Zod, so awesome. Especially compared to uh <laughs> what's his name in the modern? What? Uh the famous actor that I played in.
2: Oh, Zod? Yeah. I don't know. I never saw the new one. Man of Steel, right? Those yeah, yeah. Nah, I, I like see. Man of
1: Steel. It was super visual, but just, it, just no Michael
2: comparison. Sheehan, Michael Sheehan?
1: Yeah, or yeah, Michael? yeah. Something
2: like that. Um, dude, dude
0: from Boardwalk Empire.
2: Oh, right, yeah. right. Dude, Gene Hackman is Lex Luthor? Yeah. Come on, dude. Steals the movie. Um...
1: I mean, it, like, there's not much to say about it. It's a staple. It's yeah.
2: I mean, it's just super fun. And um, then and it's then...
1: unfortunate three and four, like, pretty steady well, cliff dive. The one with Richard Pryor like
2: is terrible. The Quest for Peace is that's four. That's right? what Richard Pryor. It's yeah. It's when Superman splits off into a bad Superman, but he's just dirty and like has trash on him. It's so weird. <laughs> and he's like a horn dog.
1: Well, yeah. He's like horny Superman.
2: He's got all that trash on him. Of he's horny. And then the one with Nuclear Man, which is not very good. <laughs> three was I'm the three was okay. Man. I'm the trash Man three was see. okay,
1: but then four. Oh my God. Um. Yeah, so that's my sci-fi pick. And right. the fact that they were so ahead of the curve. I mean, 1980 Superman two came out. Mm-hmm. So what was it? 78 was Superman.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, it had to be late 70s. Yeah.
1: 77 maybe, yeah. but. They'd be like way ahead of the curve on on uh, superhero movies because uh, Tim Burton's Batman didn't come out till '89. Like I mean,
2: like mm-hmm.
1: way ahead, like a decade ahead.
2: Well, we got spoiled with Superman too because not only is the original cut good, but then years later, in like the early 2000s, they re- released the Donner cut, the the Richard Donner's like original cut of it, mm-hmm. and it's even better. So it's like, oh, I love this movie. Let me watch this version. Oh, it just got better somehow. Awesome, like that's impressive, for 1980s superhero movie. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that's a pretty, pretty ahead of its time. And Dickie Donner, man, I, I he wrote a bunch of Superman comics. did some action comics in like the 06, 07 area. They were really good. Um, but, goddamn, yeah fun movie peter um, on to you unless you got some right. superman love you want to spread
0: no i hate superman <gasps>
2: you bite your like it's a character
0: uh yeah he he's too invincible i mean one thing
2: mm, yeah you gotta read some of the what i was just t- those action comics that donner wrote were really good um as a as a comic book nerd, like you you have to know where to look for the good Superman stories because you're right. Yeah. Like yeah, it's 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 pretty bland, but then there's the ones like the ones that are good are, are really good. Uh, Emperor Joker, that's a super good um, Superman run. Uh, the S- Superman Batman is a really good series.
0: How do you feel about the TV show Lois Lois and Clark? I
2: used to love it. I used to love With it. Dean Kane. Dean Kane. Yeah. I used to love it. Anything superhero related as a kid, I didn't care how bad it was. It was amazing to me. I remember. And seeing, what's
0: her name from uh, from Seinfeld? She was in that one episode. Yeah, they're
2: they're real and they're wonderful. What the hell, yeah. Terry Terry Hatcher? Terry Hatcher. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. As a kid, like if it was superhero related, didn't matter. Like I remember I had my mom record the original Captain America movie, where he's not even Captain America in it, for, but for like five minutes, he's like got amnesia, and he's just like trying to figure out what the hell's going on. I read I
0: got MDs.
2: <laughs> got that recorded off like HBO at like five in the morning kind of deal and I was I was like this is the greatest shit ever. <laughs> Punisher with Dolph Lundgren. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like this isn't the Punisher at all but whatever. He's killing all these people it's pretty sweet.
0: Alright, so I am gonna pivot to the horror category which uh, as we discussed uh, before we started recording this uh, episode is a highlight year was oh, yeah. a highlight year banner high. year so no issues for anybody filming in spots for this but I'm gonna take this one off the board because it's the one I want to talk about um, and a movie that I think has really only been talked about on one list before though it easily could end up on tons of lists that we do. And uh, I'm going to intro it with a little uh, synopsis. Do it. Against the backdrop of spine-chilling stories of drowned mariners and a hundred-year-old shipwreck lying at the bottom of the sea, the peaceful coastal town of Antonio Bay, California is making preparations to celebrate its centennial in the fog. God, I love this movie. The return of Jamie Lee Curtis to... Uh, our beloved director, and uh, of um, you know such a such a good follow up to Halloween for John Carpenter. I'm uh, a total. Uh, uh, everything about this movie is just like creepy. It's a ghost story, which is you know you love a ghost story, right? And pirates are badass and. Pirate and, ghosts. Also, and also just like the fog. I mean, you know, the fog's rolling in when you got you got nothing to do. Nothing you can do.
1: Pirate ghosts coming in to stab you with rusty blades. <laughs> you got cool radio DJs. Tom yeah. Atkins. You got Tom, Atkins. Tom you got, Atkins. You got Jamie Lee Curtis like drinking beers behind the wheels. Like, she was like the hot babe in this. Like Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, she, she wasn't, she wasn't she was a great heroine in in uh, Halloween, but she wasn't, like, cool or hot. Yeah, she she's matured. One, complete change. And then she the way Tom Atkins just, like, bags her and gets her in the bed. Like, come on. Mm. It's that Tom Atkins power.
0: It's it's this movie that eventually uh, steamrolls her to that amazing dance scene in True Eyes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was just a that dancing culmination
2: is, of all this stuff, huh? <laughs>
0: She she just she just they said dance like he's Tom Atkins and she said okay, and then she danced for Arnold and pretended he was Tom Atkins.
2: Most likely,
1: I think um, um, I'm,
2: I was waiting for Vinny to
1: go off here because like this is his movie. Oh, I love it. I mean, but Pete already mentioned the points. I mean, you mm-hmm. got you got Atkins, you got Jamie Lee Curtis. Um. Oh, he said. Pirate ghost story, I'm all in. I love a, I love a coastal New England town ghost story because it reminds me of Stephen King. Um, yeah, this is this just hits all the marks with me. It's the other I,
0: movie, the the other movie, The Fog, is not a remake of this, right? It's just like a completely different story. No, right? it's a remake
1: of this, and it's terrible. I've never seen it. Don't. Not good. Not good at all. It's a lot of like stupid CGI pirates. It's it's, Who's in it? Mark Wahlberg? Nah, I don't think they, I don't think he was in it. I don't think they got anyone that big. But okay, there there was probably some like know the faces, uh, not even I mean, worth a watch. Like not I mean, even worth well, it. Like done
0: well, I could see this being remade well. Not that I'm a, not that I'm really in support of remakes, but in the right hands, I could see it being done really well. But
1: yeah, but just nowadays, probably be- like
0: probably best avoided. Yeah.
1: And they would just CGI all the pirates. Unless, it it, yeah, wouldn't, have all, it wouldn't have the same effect.
0: Unless you're going to practical it,
1: yeah. Yeah. Alright, so you obviously picked that in horror, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Where else would you put it? Eh, it could have some cross, like maybe, maybe a little sci-fi. I
2: don't know. <laughs> I don't think you could throw the fog in sci-fi. Thriller, maybe. We don't have a thriller section. I know, but <laughs> not sci-fi. All right, are you up next there, Yeah, and I think I'm going to stick with horror. Okay. Um, mine's going to go a little, like, dude, legit, like, banner year, I understand, but I got to stick with one of my personal favorites. It falls in line with, like, the horror comedy thing. I'm going with Motel Hell. I mm. uh, love, love, love Motel Hell. Um, it's wacky backwoods horror. I mean, with, uh, there's brain, well, yeah, he brainwashes that girl pretty much. He's farming humans to make his beef jerky. (laughs) Um, (laughs) you know, it's, it's got the crazy sister, the, the sheriff's his brother, and it all, uh, culminates with a sweet chainsaw and a pig head. And a pig head. (laughs) I mean, it's, if you haven't seen Motel Hell, the hell's wrong with it?
1: It's a, uh one of many summer classics for me i love giving this a rewatch in the summer and well deserving i mean like we've already mentioned like 1980 like, what was going on in 80 that it was such a banger year for heart and not just like i know slashers were starting to kick into gear in 1980 because fire 13th came out in 1980 and um but this across the board of all subgenres of horror.
2: I mean it just well, they didn't take a lot to make and the returns were really good on them usually I
0: mean well you really got to think about when you, when you talk is what was going on in 78 and 79 because that's when these movies were being filmed right? yeah there was a lot of dope being smoked
2: still is the, er, the early
0: the early the early years of heavy metal mm-hmm. Led Zeppelin Black Sabbath um you know all those things. Yeah,
2: hey, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Alright, I'm gonna continue plus, the hor-
0: Plus, I mean, think about like the seventies, like the dirty seventies horror. I mean, uh Ch- Texas Chainsaw, that's mm-hmm. came out like seventy seven.
1: Greasy. I'm gonna continue the horror train with my own interpretation of my favorite horror. And it's a little bit different. Uh genre that I don't get to talk about all that often. I'm going with the change one. Mm. and I love this movie, and this movie has a big-time mark in my childhood. My parents... Slow burn with this movie, but I love, I love
2: yeah, it. Yeah, I've never seen it all the way through. I always fall asleep.
1: It, it It's a very slow burn, but I think uh, I think uh, George E. Scott's performance is just, like, incredible in this, how how well he does at this, like, the unraveling uh, morning... Husband and father who, um, you know, the, his wife and kid die in a car accident. He's staying in this house and shit starts going haywire. The ball bouncing down the stairs is a classic, mm-hmm. iconic scene. The wheelchair, obviously, in the attic. And my parents, like, when I started getting into horror at a young age, like, so overhyped this. Like, both separately telling me how much this terrified. And I was like, oh, my God. Goddamn. This thing's going to be crazy. And you know it's it's a product of his time, so like as a young as a young kid seeing this after seeing shit like scream and you know whatever modern stuff was going on back then, it was a little underwhelming, but then, as I got older and had some revisits and rewatches grew to appreciate how skillful it was put together and how creepy it really is. I love this movie, and who um Shit! Who put who just put out an awesome release of it? It was not Arrow, right? Where they no, had the, I have no they idea. had a blue cover one and a red cover. I don't
2: know you're talking about, but I don't know who put it out. Um, it probably was Arrow, to be honest. I don't, I don't know, but it was either
1: Arrow or Blue Underground. No, it wasn't Blue
2: Underground. Yeah, it wasn't Blue
1: Underground. Yeah, it must have been Arrow. It was probably yeah. Arrow. Um, yeah, great stuff. I like revisiting this one. I love a classic spooky haunted house tale, and this is one of the. The early pioneers of that, much respect. And like I said, George T. Scott's performance is just great. I would love to do a George T. Scott like, versus List. It'd be short, but.
2: <laughs> yeah. Man, like this uh, booze. Well, yeah. <laughs> Big booze guy? Oh, yeah.
1: Good for him. So,
0: where do I go from here? I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to put my... uh, I'm going to put my sci-fi... Wait, Jeff, did you do an action yet? Not yet. I'm going to put my action on the board with... uh, It's a movie with who many consider, including myself, the best on-screen martial artist of the 1980s -hmm. and early 90s. Chan? Chuck Norris. Oh, Uh, yeah. The Octagon. All right, I'm into some Chuck Norris. A martial artist must defeat a plan by ninjas... To create a worldwide training camp for terrorists.
2: Worldwide, so guess, that's ballsy. <laughs> uh,
0: it's a it's a it's a bald face, Chuck Norris. Oh I yeah, that's, that's young.
2: That's how he is in oh, he, uh, Return I mean, of the actually, Dragon. Actually, you know what? He I think at some point uh, he may
0: have like a a, a a slight mustache, but um, uh, you know, it's not the full on uh, full on thing. But
1: uh, I've never seen this one.
0: Yeah, it's it's just him kicking ass, taking names, uh, you know, full martial arts. You know, not a lot of uh, not a lot of guns and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's not like, like, like in, Delta you know, Force or anything. Like in uh, yeah, or 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 Love Wolf McQuade, which is another great one, but that, that's not this year. Um, not a lot of uh, super. Uh, not a lot of super big names in this. Lee Van Cleef, who's also in uh, Escape from New York, is in this
2: Old White Ninja, um, as I like to refer to him. But yeah, a lot
0: of, lot of, lot of white people in this movie. Considering it's a martial arts movie, mm-hmm. but, um, uh, cameo by Ernie Hudson of uh, you know uh, Ghostbusters fame. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a good. Uh, uh, it's not, you know, it's not gonna. It's it's not rocking on the Rotten Tomatoes, but uh, you 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 got roundhouse kicks and samurai swords with uh, Chuck Norris, so can't can't go bad, can't go wrong there. And and they literally fight in like a giant wooden octagons, and I feel like this may be where they got the idea for UFC. So.
2: No, most likely. I mean. You know Chuck Norris. He, you know, the stories—how the stories go—he's—he's he's everything and everywhere, all at once. Did you know that under Chuck Norris's beard is not a chin, but another fist?
0: When Chuck Norris does push-ups, he's pushing the earth down.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you know that uh, Chuck Norris was originally in Mortal Kombat, and uh, it didn't matter what button you pressed, he would always do a spin kick. And uh, they went up to him one day and they were like, yeah, like I heard you were in Mortal Kombat, but like they had to take you out because of the, the, the glitch. And he said, Chuck Norris said, that was no glitch. <laughs> 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 there's there's all sorts. There there was like a whole website with uh, nothing but these. I love them. them. Yeah.
1: It was all the rage for a while. I used to go back and forth with Banner with them. I miss Banner. Someone has to. He'd be a fun guest on here. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I wonder if Jeff would love or hate Vanner. I'd probably like him. Sounds like a kind of guy I would like. Oh, he's a character. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. What, what do you think he's dude, doing now? He,
0: he would love working with him. Working with him is a treat.
1: You think he's still oh. washing dishes at J.Ru?
0: <laughs> no, he got fired, dude. Oh, he did? Yeah, remember?
1: No. Yeah, it was hey, like twenty caught, years ago.
0: He got caught smoking weed in his car.
1: In his car? Who cares?
0: But he got caught by safety and security. Ah, uh, and you know he ran over a girl. And you nothing are happened. yelling! Damn
1: you! Stop yelling! He ran over a girl and nothing happened. I don't remember that. <laughs> you don't remember that when he was like pulling out of the marketplace parking lot and he hit some girl, but she was on her phone. She's like. Don't you look where the fuck you're going? And she just, like, put her <laughs> phone back to her ear and, like, kept walking. But she, like, rolled up his hood, like, onto his windshield. And <laughs> <laughs> But but,
0: it, but think about how much that sucks, though. I mean, he lost his scholarship, too.
2: He was taking classes. Yeah, it blows. It does blow. Way to bring the mood down, Vinny. Hey, I'm moving Ba-da. on. I'm moving on. All right, what do you got? I'm going to bust out my comedy. Okay. And I'm going to I'm going to use Airplane. Mm-mm. One of the finest satires of all time. Nothing but just killer jokes in this movie. The Sorry. I'm right. The um, the whole just from beginning to end it's just hilarious everything is hilarious every it rips everybody yeah and like everything is a joke there's not a moment in this movie that is to be taken seriously there's not a moment in this movie where you're like oh that was part of like the story no it's just all jokes and comedy satire and hilarious and robert stack and freaking yeah. liam not liam neeson leslie wow <laughs> leslie nielsen um I don't uh, make Lloyd sure. Lloyd Bridges the the guy whoever I don't even know his name Lloyd Bridges uh, like assistant in the movie the, the little bald guy who's always cracking tower cracking wise <laughs> yeah um
1: oh, I can't remember his name but he, he's the uh one like <laughs> like
2: to the tower
1: to, Rapunzel, 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 to the tower yeah yeah he's <laughs> that
2: fucking dude, Greek. That kills it I love him in the movie He's in something else I saw, too. And I was like, oh, it's the guy from Airplane. That's like the <laughs> only other thing I'd ever seen him in. But Have you
1: ever seen perfect. the movie that... So, I mean, like this, like we said, just like rips a lot of different things. But it's it really stems from the movie Airport. Have you ever seen that?
2: I know what it is, yeah. I I've never, never seen, seen it. it yeah. Like,
1: I'm guessing it's about... It's a disaster movie. About a plane crashing? Yeah. Or, yeah, it's or a, is it about an airport getting taken
2: over? No, it's like about... Like, yeah, it, so in the... 60s, uh, early 70s. There was always disaster movies. You had like, ah oh, yeah, the Towering Inferno, yeah. Airport, yeah. Volcano, like just all this weird shit. Yeah, and the the shots they take in airplane too. It just like every culture, like nobody is safe. Oh, nobody no is one's safe.
1: safe. And I love all the stuff with the pilots. Yes, um, Roger Roger. Yeah, and the the little kid going up and talking to him. <laughs>
2: you ever uh, seen a grown man naked <laughs> Billy? <laughs>
1: Um,
0: so I just want to real quick state that when I said, when I started with Blues brothers and I said that I thought it was the only movie that belonged in the category,
1: I thought you were I going thought, either this or Caddyshack.
0: I thought it was going oh, Caddyshack. No, Well, No, but, no, but it's because I thought that there, we were only each putting one in the category in the uh. beginning. Um, uh. I'm not that my, I'm not change. I wouldn't have changed my mind, but I, I just want to make that statement to show that I'm not showing disrespect to
2: that's the right. other movies.
1: Do disrespect
2: um, Airplane. Yeah. So well, one of
0: the things, one of the things I want to say about Airplane that's great is, um, and, and, and to add Leslie Nielsen about his role in comedy in general, is that the way, the reason that he's so good is because he was like, a, he was like a dramatic actor. Yeah. His whole life. And so like he plays the jokes straight and he states them straight, which makes it so funny. Like, like the don't call me Shirley line, yeah. like, um, and all that stuff. And they hired other actors in these movies too. That was like the same deal that was like, you know, to play, to play off that, like, you know, serious, but not serious kind of thing. Yeah.
2: Robert stacks in it for God's sake. Yeah. He's yeah. not a comedian by any means.
0: Um, but yeah, fantastic movie. I've never seen any of the sequels.
2: Uh, is there more None. than one? Yeah. There's yeah, at least one. No, At I'm saying, more. I don't think there's anything after Airplane 2. Oh, no. Airplane 2 is entertaining. Yeah, it's fine. Gotta, I mean, they just go
1: way more on yeah, top of it. Yeah, William
2: Shatner's in it. It's supposed to be, like, 2001, and like, through, like, a space. spaceship. Yeah,
1: Yeah, it's fine. All right, so... You want with that in comedy. All right, I'm going to be the first to take uh, Oscar winner off the board board and just take an obvious one. I'm going Raging Bull. Yeah, yeah, Very sure. obvious, but you have a great Robert De Niro performance. You have Scorsese at one of his finest. You have Joe Pesci, really early Joe Pesci. Excuse me, uh, Frank Vincent, and it's just a great boxing movie in black and white. Um, boxing movies have become a pretty a pretty large subcategory or subgenre of movies, and I would say this is easily top three. Um can't say it's a lot of fun, but the performance that Rosenier puts on with the in ring stuff and all of his like temper and social issues outside of the ring and the way Scorsese films it. I mean it's it's certainly a classic. Certainly well-deserved of the Oscar nominations and wins that it got. And I think a pretty obvious selection that I think puts you guys somewhat behind the eight ball of coming up with something else uh, for the Oscars at this point. Like we said, it's a tough year. But, yeah, Raging Bull as my Oscar winner. Um. So...
0: My, uh, the only place that I had Empire Strikes Back was in this category. And I was, I had, um, you know, other, other movies placed in other places because.
1: I'm not sure there's anything else you can
0: really. Well, hit. look, okay. I, I have,
1: this, this is my
0: dilemma. I could pick a movie. I haven't seen them. Same. You know?
1: Yeah, I mean, like, we might just have to do a good old-fashioned skip. Look, look, Ordinary People. I've never seen Ordinary People.
0: Robert Redford directed it. Sissy Spacek was in it. Or no, Sissy Spacek was in Coal Miner's Daughter. Anyway. I've never seen that. So my actual um, pick... But this is why I asked you in the beginning: Did it have to win? Because the Elephant Man didn't win anything, but it's a great fucking movie. Mm-hmm. It won it nothing. Won nothing. Was nominated for a bunch of stuff this year, but it won nothing. Huh, so I'm, I'm just going to say
2: that. I right, go Elephant Man.
0: Uh, rather than skipping, I'm going to say Elephant Man uh, because I don't really have. I, I mean, I don't want to say snuff. something. Ne- I don't. I don't want to say something I've never seen. Obviously, it won an Oscar, it pleased a lot of people. Yeah, but um, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna roll out there with Elephant Man. Uh, it's a super fucking depressing story. Uh, also in black and white. Um, about a guy with a horrible disease where he's born deformed. Yeah. Um, and, uh, he dies young. And, uh,. That's all yeah, I have to people... say about that.
1: That's yeah, I mean, I don't have... it, know. <laughs> it, it's, it's a super depressing movie. Not a lot. I've only but seen it once, and I don't think I need to see it again.
2: Yeah.
1: But I admire I admire the movie. Yeah, I'm, I'm very shocked at it. I mean, I knew it had a bunch of nominations, but I'm surprised it didn't win in any categories. No, it didn't. Pretty surprising.
2: All right. Well, on that note, I mean, I'll just do my Oscar one, too, because I don't know much about this movie other than it has, like, a song that everybody freaking knows, uh, "Fame." Right? It's a musical, I believe, which I'm not mm-hmm. super into. I know it won like best original score and best music and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I honestly don't know anything about it. I can only assume it is the story of a girl or a boy trying to get famous. Yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> all right, "Fame." <laughs> I want to live forever
0: oh yeah I do, i've never seen the movie but i sang the song in high school choir yeah,
2: there you go. i didn't even know the
1: song was attached to a movie so wow
2: I'm learning gonna, something yeah. new every day. Bringing, what, what a feeling this
0: name of, i'm pretty sure what a feeling is the name of the song All
1: right. or it's just called fame either one
2: yeah well gotta be good the is Oscar. that the one
0: is that the one with the uh, sister from i get it confused with um flash dance
2: flash dance is the one with the bucket of water
0: is that the one is that the one with the sister from ferris bueller's day off
2: no that's dirty dancing oh
0: well. wow you're all over whatever. the place <laughs> <laughs> there's there's way too many dance movies
2: First in of all, you're not gonna disrespect the Patrick Swayze movie in my presence. That's in this. No, no, this. I'm
0: not. I'm I'm not disrespecting that one. I'm just saying that there's too many of them. Okay. In right. in the 80s. All right. Because he right. also got Footloose.
2: Oh yeah, Kevin Bacon. Weird weird movie.
0: Neither of those movies made the uh, Bacon Swayze list. So
2: no. Footloose is too strange for me. I don't like it. Like it's like. I think is it? It's John Lithgow. I think's the dad. He's yeah, like way yeah. too violent. Like he's like the he's like a I don't know. I don't I don't like. Well, it. It, I don't like. He became list. the
0: he's the Trinity Killer.
2: Well, yeah, he's also Dick on Third Rock and the Sun, and the bad guy in Cliffhanger.
0: I was not present for. You guys did a list of '90s horror. I think no, or '90s action. And I wasn't there and that did not make the list and I was angry. <laughs>
2: <Wow>. <laughs> Should have brought that one. Nineteen
0: ninety
2: one. Yeah, it's not very good. I don't I don't, I don't like, it. like it personally.
0: It's got a great beginning.
2: Yeah, well the beginning is the movie. Like that's like the most and the uh, dramatic part of the movie. The the vice kill
1: was always like traumatizing to me as a kid, really the the old man like his his hand in the vice I was like oh no oh no oh no <laughs> all right i'm going to knock out my blockbuster here so it wasn't a blockbuster for the time I, I think it only made like 60 million which in 1980 was a shit ton of money yeah. but um it it got butts in the seats it got a lot of talk i think for the time uh it certainly is monumental and comedy movies now. Um, and if they did it today, the ensemble cast they could put together today I think would make it a blockbuster. Uh, I'm going with Caddyshack. Mm. It's... Um, got some SNL gems. Uh, it is certainly an ensemble. I mean, just... The top four build, Chevy Chase, Ryan Dangerfield, Bill Murray, and Ted Knight alone... Um, you know, makes it a blockbuster in my eyes. And it put goth movies on the map. I, mean, I don't know of anything before this that was a notable goth
2: movie. How many notable goth movies are there? Well, today there's
1: a lot. Got Ledger, a Beggar Vance. <laughs> what <the hell>? what? <laughs> Ten, cup. Ten Cup, great movie. Ten Cup's great movie. Um... Yeah, I mean I mean
0: Abby,
1: the, Abby Gilmore. Abby Gilmore. Yeah, there's, there's golf movies. Come on. Don't be scoffing at golf.
2: You hate golf.
1: I'm very bad at it, but <laughs> I don't hate it. Soon soon I'm sure there'll be a Tiger Woods
2: biopic. Oh, definitely. For sure. Who would play him? Wayne Brady. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. Probably
1: some young some young whippersnapper. Uh Rodney Dangerfield just steals this thing. Oh,
2: yeah. He was on all the cocaine during this oh, movie. Oh, my God. I mean, the cocaine everyone. was flowing yeah.
1: in this movie. Everything, everyone on this movie. This movie was cocaine. Yeah. yeah. Flowing, which had to be a hell of a time. Ted Knight is just great in this. Well, we're waiting.
2: <laughs> we're waiting. Yeah, Bill Murray, Chevy Chase.
1: And then the ultimate sequel flop, Caddyshack 2. I
2: love Caddyshack 2. I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's a good movie. I love it.
1: I <laughs> enjoy it because it the... the original? Huh? Is anyone in the second one? Yeah, Chevy
2: Chase. Chevy Chase.
1: It uh, puts more emphasis on the gopher. That's oh, cool. yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. no one wanted.
2: Dan Aykroyd basically is doing the uh, Bill Murray part. Um,
1: And just unhinged.
2: Jackie Mason is basically doing the Rodney Dangerfield part, and then not good. They bring in Randy Quaid as like his lawyer, and he's just a madman, and he steals the movie.
0: <laughs> I do love me some. I do love me some Randy Quaid. Yeah,
2: he's out of his mind, and like the whole thing, it's great. Do we
1: um, do a, maybe we do a Quaid a Quaid list?
2: We should. There's three
1: brothers, right? Dennis Randy and who's
2: Ooh, the third yeah who's
1: the
0: third not isn't, isn't the uh, the dude that plays Melvin in Office Space also a quaid is he no, maybe, maybe
2: that's, he that's Steven Root oh yeah he is a
1: I don't know of a third quaid
2: yeah he's he's all over the place Steven Root is there a lady quaid probably know. Yeah, <laughs>
1: probably I <have> no clue <laughs> alright well Caddyshack's my blockbuster pick cool
2: back to Pete
1: Alright, so, um... Was that
0: am two, I, two left?
2: I got Yeah, I got two left.
0: Am I allowed... What do you guys think? Does, based on where it's gone, does Friday the 13th count as a
1: blockbuster? It can. Um,
2: it definitely wasn't, but it wasn't. It, in Vinny's little explanation, it can, because it is now. Yeah, okay, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think the whole blockbuster thing years.
1: will be able to stick more to the definition in other years, especially in, in when we do more recent years. Uh, yeah. But as far as this, you know, criteria goes, like. Because there, like, there weren't, a, it's not even like there's
0: a ton of other action movies that came out this year. No. no I was looking, there was like the really dry year. Yeah,
2: It's a like, really dry year.
1: So, uh, I mean, there's Smokey and the Bandit 2. Yeah. <laughs> Like what was everyone doing in 1980? Like there wasn't many movies to say.
2: Drugs. Yeah,
1: <laughs> drugs.
2: drugs. That's what they were doing. Driving fast cars. That's
0: why it was a great year for horror. Horror horror directors get shit done. They get it done quick. Make that money. You know, six week productions.
2: Um, I mean, in terms of I know in terms of what they made the movie for and what they made on it, it's a it's a blockbuster because it's I know they made a shit ton of money mm-hmm, off it.
0: Mm-hmm. But whatever. If I'm not getting any arguments, I'm calling it my blockbuster. No, go for yeah, it. I
2: yeah. dig it. And
0: um, I mean, I don't feel like I need to say a lot about it. You get, you get a uh, certainly a future blockbuster actor gets killed yeah. with a knife through the throat.
2: Oh yeah, spear. Kevin spear. Or Bacon. An arrow. Whatever. The Kevin
1: hell is. Bacon.
2: Mister Footloose himself. I mean,
1: this one definitely got. Not so much, I would say, the water cooler talk, because that'd be more adults, but it, it definitely got, like, the the buzz around the lockers in the hallways of the high schools and the middle schools. With the with The utes. The youths. Um, yeah, I mean, and then the start of one of the most iconic horror movie franchises ever. Mm-hmm. So, 1980, uh, it all kicked off. Mrs. Voorhees.
2: I'm Pamela Voorhees. Bum, 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 bum. Actually, I don't even think she says her name. I think she just says, I'm Mrs. Voorhees. Oh, Mrs. Voorhees. Yeah. Killer, mommy. <laughs> Killer. Killer, mommy. Yeah, they definitely didn't know where they were going after that. All right. What do you got left? I got action in my wild card, so I'm going to use my action now because yep. I've been. Is there anything left? Yeah, and it's going to surprise you that you didn't think about it. Return to the 36th chamber. Mm, a very, um, very. I thought you were gonna go
1: the exterminator.
0: No,
2: <laughs>
1: that was my backup. Sorry, it didn't show up on any of my on any of the things
0: I looked up. So.
2: Really, What's well, it's there. Um, Fantastic! This great kung fu movie. Um, introduction to like the Shaolin monks and their secret techniques. It's about like a random villager that sneaks into the temple to like learn so he can defend his. I think his like local townspeople are getting like terrorized.
0: I believe it was Staten Island.
2: Uh, Wu Tang, <laughs> <laughs> Um But yeah, I mean, it's it's your you know run of the mill kung fu movie. It's just really well done, um, and it's got a really good story to it. And yeah, it spawned a whole freaking subculture in the '90s of rappers. <laughs>
0: the riz of the jiz of the Ghostface Killer, Inspector deck, old dirty bastard, old dirty bastard, method man, you
2: god, Raekwon the chef. But yeah, uh, I love it. It's great because uh, when I go to Root Down, I usually get to see this, the five deadly venoms and mm-hmm. uh, five deadly venoms the, is a the big staple. boss, like one of the, or no, I'm not, sorry, not the big boss, the Chinese connection. Like one of them is always on. Yep. And it's like, all right, cool. I can, I can deal with this. I can dig it. Sweet. All right, Vinny, you should have what? One left, two left? Two left. Two so left. I got
1: comedy, I got wild card. Oh. I'm going to knock comedy off the board. I'm going to go with an unintentional comedy. I think. I mean, you never know with Corman. It could have been intentional, in part. But I'm going with Humanoids from the Deep. Um, you bastard! Uh, I'll allow it.
0: <laughs> I had one category left, sci-fi. <laughs> oh,
1: no. Sorry. Fuck. Start Googling. Um, what do you mean you'll allow You don't think this was... Comedy?
2: It's not intentionally a comedy, but I mean, it. I mean, ends up. Being here's the way I thought. Watching it. fishmen like attack women is fishmen pretty in pretty some terrible
1: body suits attacking women to rape them to spread their their seed. Yeah, they got to gotta make,
2: gotta make more humanoids. If
1: this was 1963, I would have seen like, oh, they were playing it straight and serious. 1980, things were advanced enough that. Corman knew like this is this, this is a comedy. All right. um, you have Fourth of July festivities going on. Great summer pick. We're about to go into our summer season. Um, we've already mentioned on the show and told the story how Jeff and I stumbled across this without knowing what it was and just ended up watching it and getting locked in. And now it's a summer a summer staple for me to the point where Screen Factory released it on. On Steelbook with a beautiful poster that I yeah, have hanging, like
2: that. Like that that hanging
1: in the in the studio, um, so it has a cult following of some sorts, and I get a kick out of it. It's ridiculous. The characters are laughable. They're they're ridiculous teens. You got your shore stuff, your boardwalk stuff, and then these men, these fish men mm-hmm. in body suits, come out of the ocean. Looking to get some that human tail to, mm-hmm. to spread the seed.
2: And it's uh, Vic Morrow trying to shut it down. Mm-hmm.
1: like that guy. I think it's a very good comedy <laughs> selection. If you can't have Caddyshack, if you can't have Blues Brothers, if you can't have. Um,
2: airplane?
1: Airplane, you're growing humanoids in the deep from your 1980 comedy selection. How this one perform in theaters? You think
2: you could have had Caddyshack?
1: My, well, I, I put it in blockbuster. I know. I'm saying you could have,
2: Well, it in I, was I, gonna, <laughs> I wasn't going to put
1: Humanoids in the Deep in blockbuster.
2: You know, you don't know that. <laughs>
1: you think people were going to the theater to see Humanoids in the Deep? I would have. <laughs> think, yeah, probably the teens were and weirdos. Yeah,
2: yeah, definitely, like the young kids, Friday night, date night, yeah. The driving, the driving. Oh, definitely, it was, yeah. The clean cleaning up. Yeah. People getting
1: handies all over the place during this one.
2: The hands were all over. <laughs> all right, Pete. Your last one, sci-fi. You said. Yeah. All right. What do you? What'd you come up with? It's tough. Tough. There's, there's some stuff out there's there. There's nothing left. There's some stuff. Nothing
1: left. We're at bare bones here. Well.
0: He hmm. already put Superman on mm-hmm. do I pick this random movie that I've never seen or do I try and make an argument make an argument that a movie that I didn't want to put on this list <laughs> because I've Made note on this podcast that I think this movie is overrated, but it's a good movie, so it's a good movie that I think is overrated. But is
2: the shining
1: sci fi shining sci fi in what way? Psychological things,
2: it's not science fiction. The kid controls shit with his mind, Mm, Eh, that's true.
0: It's as much sci fi as he from the Divas comedy.
2: <laughs>
1: Talks to his finger, that's sci fi.
2: What's the movie you never saw?
1: It is called.
0: Galavina.
2: Oh, I do know. Right I, were... I know Contamination's <laughs> on there. I've seen a, that. Or no,
0: it's uh, Galaxina.
2: Oh, Galaxina. Yeah. Nope, no idea.
0: And there's a, it's it says sci fi here. I mean And there's a bunch of aliens on the cover.
2: The Shining's a tough sell, but he does control things with his mind. And he talks to Scatman Carruthers <laughs> via telekinesis.
1: This version well, of war games is gonna get a lot easier, I promise. <laughs>
2: I'm gonna let it. Right. What we're gonna have to do is the
1: only person still listening at this point is Sean.
2: Yeah, I'm just tired at this, this point time. on this episode. We're gonna
1: to have to go post 1990.
2: Yeah, well, on this type. No, someone there's could argue. Eight,
0: there's other 80s years. 87 epic year in cinema. There's other. It's just weird that
1: 80s so slim.
0: In certain categories,
1: everyone's busy doing the cocaine. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wish we were doing that. I'll never Could touch you I'll never network. touch cocaine again because of all these fentanyl issues. Never again. That's right. Smoking in
2: the
0: Bandit 2 is smoking the Oh, I got it. Popeye.
2: Well, that movie's so bad. Was that 1980? Popeye oh, and Robin, species, Williams. Like... Robin Williams. Robin oh, Williams. And okay, the chick what what's her name from The Shining is in it, in Popeye. She's olive oil. Hmm.
0: Stardust Memories is a movie. That sounds sci-fi. <laughs>
2: Alright, we're moving. We're moving past it. What do you got left? Right. I have the wild card, and my wild card is going to be 1980 is the year that the killer clown, John Wayne Gacy, was found guilty and sentenced to death for killing ah. 33 boys and young men. Good reference. Yeah. Did
0: he make there- it to the... to, or did he get killed in jail?
2: Oh, I don't even know. I always just assumed he was still alive. <laughs> I no honestly way. had no idea.
1: I mean, he definitely died in jail, but I don't think he got the.
2: Because doesn't he still send art to people? Or he did?
1: He did, not anymore.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, oh, yeah that's I, a good reference. Yeah. Killed how many? 33. And he was like hiding them in his crawl space and shit. Yeah. It's gotta be smelling. Yeah. I imagine
1: so, it
0: wasn't I, I'm not sure if I've told this on here before, but I'll bring it up again. Especially since Vinny knows who the, the person I'm talking about is, <laughs> my roommate freshman year, Joe Allen Priest. <laughs>
2: oh, God, bag um, of pussy. He
0: used to grow, used to dress up like a clown. Brought his clown costume from home to college, and used to dress up like it and like just go to the mall. And the the, the security at the mall made him leave. He was telling us this story, and I was like, "Why would they make you leave?" He said. Because they said they didn't know who I was. <laughs> so fast forward to, so he would just like put on his clown coat. Granted, of the three roommates I had, this guy ended up being my favorite, and it wasn't because of the clown costume. It was just because he was the most tolerable. And we got him, and we got him really drunk on brandy one night. But um, so so, so yeah, because we stole we brandy we stole from class. Um, so fast forward to when I meet um who is uh, still a good uh friend connection of ours uh but was our weed dealer for for the predominant uh years of college afro still still the still the most the consistent best weed i ever got in my life um when i met afro dave and his roommate tyler later on that year um where we had a class together and we were smoking some pot together and they're like, wait, so which room do you live in? I was like, I live in East Hall 210. I are like, yo, you live with John Wayne Gacy? <laughs> because he dressed like a, a clown, dressed up like a clown. And the fact that they campus.
2: knew where he lived is...
1: Well, because they uh, live right down the hall. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: John Wayne Gacy. We
1: still don't know what he did to that pocket pussy. That oh, thing was God. torn to shreds. <laughs> oh,
2: my God. Yeah.
1: It was, like, in pieces. I was like,
0: I was like scavenging his desk for like loose change one time because I needed to buy a forty, and uh, <laughs> and I opened up a drawer and found a pocket pussy. Oh boy,
1: in pieces.
2: <laughs> Disturbing. <laughs> he
1: smelled bad, dude. Don't even get me started on roommates. I had Jake, fucking Reposes, trying to sell his guitar to get oxy. Then I had Skittles, who Skittles was mad cool, but. Smelled like dog shit. And but
0: then I had a... but BO. BO's better than like stank. Like like Joe smelled unwashed. Like BO is just like you can shower and still have BO. Because you yeah. don't want to utter yeah. But Joe smelled like
1: like unwashed like crevices. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Crevasse. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean Skittles was good he was my favorite out of the room. And then yeah. uh what was that dude's name? The weird Hey, didn't he have, like, a sex trunk? Yeah, he had a sex trunk. Nah, we don't his, need
2: to go down memory lane. You guys want to talk about college. His, do his, it his girlfriend would come to visit,
1: and he had a foot locker full of SM gear. Uh, but, like, not the dude you would expect to have a trunk full of SM gear. He was a fucking weirdo. Also had a stank to him.
2: Okay.
1: And brought in his dad's homemade moonshine versus a drink, which we had to hang out with him to drink it, but we drank it. Okay. It was weird.
2: Well... All right, that wraps this up. No, hold
1: on, let me finish. That was my wild card. Oh, wrap things up. 1980, big year. My wild card for 1980 is those Philadelphia Phillies. Mmm. Mmm. World
2: Series champions. Tug all. Pete Rose. Big year. Mike Schmidt. Carlton. Carlton. Eve Carlton. Larry Boa. I was getting there.
1: Um yeah, bang up year. Yeah. It was a long drought. Yeah. And uh eighty and
2: 08. Yeah. Sweet. I heard
1: eight I mean, we didn't get to experience it, but I heard it was a goddamn good time. I'm sure it was. So
2: nineteen eighty Phillies.
1: That's my wild card. I'll
0: tell you what, I want to party with those ninety three Phillies. Yeah. Oh
2: yeah. I bet that Milt Thompson was a wild man. <laughs> All control. right. Not a bad kicking off for this no, this experiment. We made it through.
0: Well, you guys did this once before with something. Yeah,
2: yeah. What? that was oh, a while Christmas. ago. Christmas. Okay.
0: You did Christmas this way. Yeah, oh, sure. yeah.
1: Because we had to have a unique... Because, like, we, you can only yeah. do so many things for Christmas. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck we're going to do for Christmas.
2: We'll this figure thing. it out. <laughs> we'll
0: All right, out. well, we could... Uh... We should morph back or, or maneuver back into a standard list so that I have use for my money in the bank.
2: Oh yeah, we're going there, buddy. Yeah, still, I uh, still have. I know I got it written down. Do right
1: you time. have any ideas for for next uh, war games? We don't... Well, we don't.
2: We, we can discuss it off
0: air. Yeah, so I'm, I'm tired, time.
2: boys. I'm tired. Man's tired. I'm tired. Until next time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm Jeff. He's Pete. That other guy's Vinny. Love peace and chicken grease. We are out of here. Jeff's tired, right. so we're out.